welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. Health and fitness talent expert, Courtney Watts, breaks the mold in sharing a brave and vulnerable story with her up and down years on her journey in overcoming anorexia. In this important episode with Courtney, we walk through how her anorexia took effect throughout her childhood, athleticism, and growing up in an active career in fitness and dance. Courtney shares her personal roller coasters in being overwhelmed with body pressure, body image, body criticism, eating habits, and emotional stressors. Courtney shows her resilience and purpose and hopes her story reaches out and inspires those to seek help, gain body confidence, get healthy, and find inner happiness. Thank you for coming on, Courtney. And we are so excited to have you here. I'm excited to have you here, especially because this is something that we've been wanting to do forever. And I think that you have such a beautiful story. You are one of my dearest friends. Dan and I adore you so much. I think that <laughs> you definitely have a really great story and being from Australia and making a name for yourself here in the States and it'll be a little of a different episode because it's going to be more like us girlfriends having a chat. So welcome to Break the Mold. Tell us about a little bit about yourself, your background and what was it about LA that made you inspired to come here? Well, first off, thank you for having me. I feel honored to be on I have watched your journey from the very first episode and I love what you're doing and I love the name and I think you've had some great people on here having great conversations and that's what it's all about. So thanks for having me. Um, Where to begin? I grew up in Sydney, Australia and just an Aussie kid, like living by the beach and just the, you know, I guess quintessential upbringing there. And I, I traveled a lot with my family and I came to the States a lot. And there wasn't, there was, I guess, an underlying pull of like, that's where, as a dancer and growing up, and I love dancing, that's where you'd go. But I never had a giant pull to, to move because I loved Australia. I loved everything about my, my life there. And right. basically, my move wasn't really a planned move. I, I was here on a holiday and auditioned for a job and got the job, and I, like then I'm like I'm staying like I got this great opportunity and then the next day I was working on my visa and stopped all my travels and so it wasn't like I planned it it was like definitely off a whim um and then I'm here still here six years later so you literally just decided to come here off a whim from a vacation in Mexico <laughs> yeah well basically um if uh, like a bit of a longer story like I was at a point in my life I was in my mid-20s and just figuring yourself out right yeah. and I I, I I remember it so vividly. I was sitting on this headland by the water, looking at the ocean, and like that's my you know my place where I just 
and well, I was born by the water and like lived, you know, I'm Aquarius too, so I just was there in silence and I was like, I need to break away. And it's not like my life was bad or anything. Or I had the most amazing family and friends and I had my own business and that was thriving. But it was like something's missing and I didn't know what it was. And girlfriends of mine, they were school teachers and I I jumped on the bandwagon of their trip, like on their school holiday trip. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna take time off. I'm gonna do this trip for me. Yeah. Um, I did have a breakup nine months before, so like I was very much on my own. And then I'm like, I'm gonna do traveling on my own. I was gonna go to Europe, and I was going to Mexico. To that was your window. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is open. And even some of my clients are like, you're not gonna come back. I'm like, why do you say that? Like, <laughs> you know. And I, I had every intention to just ha- have a holiday, take a few months off. So that's it was three months off, and to do yeah, to go to Mexico to go to Europe. I came to LA to visit a friend and it just lined up that a Clippers audition was on and went to the audition and then, yeah, the rest is history. So yeah, just that one moment by the water, it was like, and I think I just was seeking expansion. So it wasn't really LA or like, I don't know, just like I was following my intuition at that time. And when I got this opportunity, I was like, all right, like all these girls, there were so many girls that like wanted this spot and like, here I am, there's like, a reason why I got this, and I feel like it was much deeper than just like, you know, yeah, here's a position. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, especially yeah. for a really cool audition and opportunity like that, like right. you know, you're going for a job versus like, yeah, trying to seek your own, you know, mission. It is when something like that that's a really cool opportunity presented to you. Mm-hmm. You still got audition, but like, right. you know, the universe is like, yeah, take this. Right. You still yeah. put in the work, and I yeah. knew I deserved it. Like, it's not like I just came here and was like, oh, well, Stanton yeah. Yeah. from Australia. Like, I was, you know, a very hardworking dancer in Australia, and yeah, I just, I was like, this is where I'm meant to be, and it just felt right, and everything just kind of unfolded from then, and yeah, I feel very grateful. Amazing. Well, we're happy you're here. I know. Thank you. <laughs> if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't have like met I know. Here. It's like, <laughs> when you, those stepping stones, right? Those right. little moments of yeah. like, that happened and then this happened. And if, you know, I wasn't in town on the audition or if I didn't just take chance. And I think yeah. I also was so open-minded. I'm like, I'm just going to go in and have fun. Like, I feel like in auditions, like, mm-hmm. you know, as dances and I was a perfectionist. Like, I would have thought about it too much. Yeah, right. here I, I was just like... Here's me having fun, and I got the job. It was like 10 girls. I was selecting new girls that year, and yeah, it was just all lined up. So That's how many amazing. girls were auditioning? I mean, that year, there was like thousands. Like, so my friend, um, shout out to Steven. Thousands? They were wrapped around the building, I remember. My friend dropped me off. And they were wrapped around Ugh. this building because they had a show on E the year before, yeah. oh, so then it they gained more. a lot of traction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think I get that. after that yeah. show, a lot of girls auditioned, and it was a whole weekend. Yeah, and I that rounds and rounds. Like, because you know, I danced too, and like yeah. when I went to auditions, it was a cattle call of like mm-hmm. 400, 500 girls. Yes, and like sometimes I'd be number like 438, and I'd just rehearse it, and my body would just give out by the time yeah. our group would. I, I mean, I did book it because I was just already done. Like, right. My brain and my yeah. body was it's, like out there. Because it's like physically, but mentally exhausting. Yeah. And like, it was a, yeah, it was a long weekend. And um, but you stuck it out. And yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it was kind of like a blur at the end yeah. of that, too. I was like, it was a Sunday night. And here I was with no Wi Fi getting out of this yeah. building. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have Wi Fi. How do I get back to Steve? You know, oh Stephen's house. And I asked Aww. one of the girls, can I borrow your phone? And found the nearest yeah. Starbucks to get him to pick me up and then that night I'm like, we're celebrating, like I got the job. And then like I woke up on Monday going, 
crap, I don't have a visa. Like, now what? <laughs> now what? So, wait, so, <laughs> wait, let's go back. You literally saw this audition for Clippers, mm-hmm. and you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. Yeah, like, I was in your first LA audition. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, I had been to LA previously, like, in my early 20s, yeah. and I'd gone to the Millennium, and I'd done yeah. classes, and I had little for sure. things that pop up, little gigs, but nothing like Nothing like this. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. I love that. So you went, okay, just because I want people to understand that you literally mm-hmm. were on a vacation <laughs> from Mexico and you just decided to oh, go. From, from Australia. So oh, from is, Australia. This was Sydney to LA. Okay. Direct. So and then, then I was meant to go to Mexico and never make the story. <laughs> okay. So you came from Sydney mm-hmm. to LA and you literally just saw a audition for Clippers and you're like, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you got it. Right, yeah. And out of thousands of girls, you got it. How many did they pick from that? Ten new girls. It was ten remaining from the previous year, and it was wow. ten new spots, and I was the second name called. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so my God. Like, yeah, I was like, they have goosebumps, because uh, yeah. that was like six years ago. Like, it changed my life, and in more ways than not, it was just I so much growth, and that the growth was more... Obviously, as a dancer and all yeah. those things, but like as just like like a woman, like me moving from Australia, my comfort zone, Absolutely. like everything. Like there's been so many challenges on, along the way, but yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh yeah, and experiencing all that, yeah, like the stage mm-hmm. and like the different places you get to see and the people right. that you meet and who you're in front of. Like it, yeah. it totally was definitely a growth thing for you. I think yeah. also. Yeah. And so where from there? How long did you stay on the Clippers for? So I did two seasons, like even when mm-hmm. I first got the job, I had an immigration lawyer and I was like, look, I only just want to get a year, a year mm-hmm. experience, like I'm, I'm you know, want to yeah. go back to Australia. <laughs> and, um, well, maybe not. <laughs> and um, she's like, no, we're going to go for three years. And oh, I was like, okay. okay. So I got, and I got accepted with a three year visa. Wow. And I did two seasons because it was more of an experience for me. Yeah. Like I was at the end of my twenties and I done the whole dance career in Australia and I you know did it for the couple years I did the Clippers and I just felt like I had really lived it up in those two years I experienced it as a rookie I experienced it as a vet I traveled I went to Paris I danced for the NBA all-stars like I just checked off all the boxes it's like okay I think I'm done you know yeah that it wasn't going to be a longevity, like a long yeah, career You're for satisfied. Me. Yeah, and um, as you know, most people know out there, NBA dancers, like, we don't make a lot of money. So yeah, it's sure. more for the love of it. And yeah. so therefore, like, I love it. It's my passion, and it was experience, and I was really, I, I knew it was the right time to kind of move on after two seasons. It's amazing. So, was, how was the process of being a dancer for the NBA? We all know what what it looks like. The glitz and the glam. glitz and glamour. <laughs> but what is it like behind the scenes? Well, I mean, my experience, like I danced in Australia and I danced for like rugby league and basketball there, but it's on a smaller scale. Like right. it's not a stable center. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. with world-renowned choreographers and things like that. It's um, it is so. It's just on a higher scale where it's like there's more pressure on you. We, we rehearsed late nights and we, yeah. would, you know, everything was down to perfection of like, you know, your pinky has to be in line with everyone and you have to stay. Let's take a quick break and talk about the Radiant Glow Oil Cleanser by The Lifestyle Co. It contains clean, active ingredients like rosehip, aloe leaf, and bergamot, which work together to dry and nourish and remove grime from the skin. Best part, it keeps your face hydrated and leaves it a dewy glow after using. It's a perfect addition to your skin regime during fall and winter. It's honestly been my secret weapon to keeping my skin clear. 
Our listeners get a quick special code to try this results-driven cleanser with 30% off using Break the Mold at checkout at www.thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, like I remember like standing on that basketball court, yeah. you know, doing your, your marks. Like, <laughs> but like you had to step on your, like not move and not right. miss your mark. Like you'd have to do push-ups if you yeah. weren't on like, you know, your front and your side mark. And like, meanwhile, you got to do the choreography, but then like, check that you're like in the right you know otherwise you kind of get like you know for better or worse punished for it um punished (laughs) (laughs) as in doing push-ups but like do you know what I mean like you it that was just like it was a lot of pressure and demand and and also also like a pressure to look a certain way in in the Mm. costumes and sometimes we're given these like tiny booty shots and how did you really feel when you had to wear the booty shots (laughs) I definitely I didn't feel so comfortable, like, you know, and then also, yeah, in the NBA, like, I, I guess I'm just going to say it, like, there was a lot of, like, body pressure and, like, girls told yeah. to lose weight and things like that, yeah. me being one of them, and I just took that as, like, you know, someone that's done so much work on herself was like, no, like, yeah. I'm athletic, like, I'm, yeah. I can't change my legs, right. like, I have bigger legs, so they're, they're yeah. the answer athletic legs, so they're going to pop <laughs> out <laughs> in their booty shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they so, look good. Yeah, you, know, you look, look amazing good. when you dance, yeah. Yeah. by the way. No, like, I could, I could totally relate, because, like, the auditions for women in the dance world, it's, like, yeah. bras and panties mm-hmm. and lingerie, and I hated yeah. going to those type of auditions and when it was yeah. Disney or Nickelodeon when you get to wear sneakers and like hyper colored t-shirts and jeans that was my jam yeah. like I <laughs> loved it I was like yeah I'm gonna but right. I dreaded going to like I mean I love all these artists like a Gaga audition or mm-hmm. like a hip-hop one it was right. just you had to like have anxiety about like all right cool I gotta like look a certain way yeah. and have a certain wardrobe on right I think it was just like yeah fitting that mold yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you know the mold the mold <laughs> yeah, but we're breaking it <laughs> Shorts a certain way, so right. that, that's what made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if I didn't have that pressure on me from someone externally, or like then I would be confident and rock it or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's where you know there was a lot of highs and lows. Like it wasn't just you know the glitz and glam behind the scenes. It's a lot mm-hmm. of like sweat, blood, tears. You know everything. Well, I think yeah. that's what you know. I think that's what makes it so real with this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because we always just see the end product we don't know what right. goes behind the scenes and I think yeah. that's really important especially with the pressure that we have with women mm-hmm. to look a certain way and all that stuff so I want to know how did you come out of that because I know when it comes to certain pressure especially if you're in an entertainment business how do you get yourself out of that zone to you know make yourself feel better or at that time obviously you know that was years ago so mm-hmm. I'm sure you were in a different place how did you always pick yourself up if you were ever feeling down about something like that yeah I think with me I mean I just that's a layered question like hang on rephrase the question well like I said you know I know that with with women right Mm -hmm. what you know you're a dancer you're a dancer Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you know that pressure you're not the only one that feels that pressure to Mm -hmm. always look amazing and everything Mm -hmm. else and especially at that time I think social media wasn't even that big in that level how, where it is now even before the pandemic yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. but I think even then there's all this pressure of always looking good mm-hmm. and you know yeah. you said they were getting upset because 
your legs, which is so mean. All I'm saying is you need to have some tough skin, clearly, to be able to take something like that. I feel like that's the reason why there's only 10 dancers, right? Because mm -hmm. you need to be able to take that kind of criticism. Yeah. Like, how did you feel taking that? Or Yeah, I think when I was at the Clippers, like, I didn't let it affect me too much. Because, yeah. like, I have been in dark places. I was a ballerina when I was younger, and I... You know, at 12 years old, I had anorexia and like was in and out of hospital. And, like, anorexia? Yeah, like, what? and this was like diagnosed by doctors, and I was living at, in a hospital for like years. So wow. this that that part of me, it's like because I know that 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 darkness and what that can do, and I like got myself out of that. Mm -hmm. And I would never go back to that. So then when I would get these kind of, you know, and I'm in a cutthroat industry, and you get rejected, you get mm -hmm. told to look look a certain way, and like. I just, I did develop tough skin and I was like, I'm just here to do what I love and I took it seriously but also like, yeah. at times was just like, I'm gonna have fun and treat my body with kind and kindness and just showed up as me. So let's go back to the anorexia. Oh my gosh, so proud of you. Look, the beautiful woman that you are now. How does somebody at 12 years old go through something like that? What were you feeling at that time and you even get to that place or did you even know what it was? How did it start? Right. How did you develop that idea or somehow gotten to that men mental space of like that triggered you to, to start yeah. getting into all that? The thing is, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I'm 12 years old. My parents didn't know what was wrong with me. Right. Um, and it wasn't such a, those people around with the eating soil, it was like, I guess it wasn't as like widely... I don't know, like common or known back then maybe. Or maybe talked about. Or like about. talked about. Yeah. I think it was definitely yeah. Yeah, something behind the scenes. And I... I, I first just like I was it was in sixth grade or just when I was going to high school like I was a kid that was good at every sport overachiever um, my mom put me in ballet and top and I love ballet and I love dancing and I just had to choose one like because I was a national swimmer I was a dancer and mom's like you just gotta like you and me were like this <laughs> yeah that was too much like just pointing on one like yeah there was only so much time after school that you had for this so I chose ballet I was really loving it at the time and I was a perfectionist I really and I would do three hours of ballet every afternoon and my teachers were wonderful but I just I think I and they weren't the harsh ballet mm -hmm. instructors they were more yeah I, I think it was just pressure I put on myself where I would look up to these ballerinas and you know I was this athletic build I was very short skinny athletic mm -hmm. and I I, I just overworked myself and like would over like would be training swimming or jump rope or like stretching and just it was OCD to start with yeah. well because I was still eating and I maybe then I don't know just like started eating healthier or just like a fruit salad for breakfast mm -hmm. and but my mom was like taking me to these doctors going why is she losing weight and she's like she does eat so like what's going on and no doctor could pick it up mm -hmm. and on a medical level there was kind of nothing wrong well yeah. you know, if mom's saying that she's eating then yeah. she's good but was your um, metabolism like and all that all that inner stuff like working harder and faster because you were just like overworking? Yeah, I feel I feel like that. Mm -hmm. Like that would be the case. Like I was, uh, I'm, I'm in kilos, but like I was yeah. always a healthy like 34 kilos, which doesn't sound like an, a lot. Like around that, like that doesn't know what 34 <laughs> kilos is because we are in America. What is 34 kilos? Two pounds. Yeah. Gosh, um, I was like double it and put a bit more. So like. An estimate. Give us an estimate. Seventy pounds, wow. sixty pounds. Okay. But that's that's, that's healthy. Like I was, yeah. I was a skinny kid. I had a six pack. I had, yeah. you know, lean muscle as as like a twelve year old. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I lost like five, uh, 
no, it would be like, I got down to 26 kilos or so. Wow. So that's like tiny. I'm literally yeah. like skin and bones. And when I was, I saw this one doctor and then she was like, you need to put it to hospital. And it was like the night of my dance concert too. And I like had the starring role in the ballet and blah, blah, blah. And mom's like, no, we're going out. Like, that's all I could think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yet that night I was on heart monitors. So like I was almost on the verge of like losing my life. And like oh, wow. even my granddad was like, should I come down? Like, are we saying goodbye? Like, it was oh, that, gosh. like, bad and severe to the point where I didn't have, like, much fat around my brain. And then me getting the tubes at night, getting, like, um, this ensure, which is, they like, feed mm-hmm. you overnight through your nose. Oh. And then the refeeding, I got this, like, refeeding syndrome, which is kind of like what you get in concentration camps of... And I went loopy. Like, I didn't know my yeah. parents. Wow. I didn't know my parents for, like, a week. We didn't have any oxygen going yeah. out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, like, oh. everything was shutting down, and then they were trying to, you know, yeah. then they, I guess, revived me, and then I was also on, like, I, I think they put me on meds and all these different meds, and, like, I don't know, maybe even, like, depression, depression meds or all these things, because I remember it's so foggy, but, like, waking up in, like, a psych ward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just there with, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, I yeah. um, um, they didn't know if I was going to harm myself because of this. I mean, I think, quote-unquote, it was called refeeding syndrome or something like that, but the doctors had never really seen it before. So, like, mm-hmm. I was this severe case. And then I wow. lived in hospital for 10 to 12 weeks trying to put that weight back on. But then I developed bad habits from being around other anorexic girls. So mm-hmm. I was very impressionable. At 12 years old, I was, like, picking up these oh, habits girl. of food. And then I con- wanted to control my food. And... So I went back home and I relapsed and I did that five times in and out of hospital, spent 10 weeks would go home, relapse, go back. Like it was over two years of my life yeah. that that Because it was all was men- mental triggers. Right. And at every point that, yeah. any, any given chance that whatever it could take I, a turn. Exactly. And I think I just never, for those two years until I was like, I want to get better. I didn't really snap mm-hmm. out of it too. I was just, this is my, they consume me. And that like, obviously yeah. when it, that takes over, like I... I look at that as like a different person now. Like I'm like, who was that 12 year old? I mean, I'm yeah. still married me. Yeah. I was just, but I think, and my mom would always say like, everyone would stare at you at how beautiful you are. And then during anorexia, she was like, now they're staring like how skinny you are. And like, it just, it never registered. But I think I just was always this like kid that was like good at everything. And everyone just, you know, the way yeah. I looked. And I think there was just so much pressure from external yeah. that like my intel, I'm like, there's more to me. And yeah. maybe, Maybe that's why, like, mm-hmm. because I'm like, how did I do that at 12 years old? Yeah. So, Probably yeah. the pressure. You mentioned that there was other that were also anorexic. Well, I was in a hospital. So in ward in the hospital, they put you around. It was like a clinic. Like, it was all other anorexic children. Like, literally, mm-hmm. it was like me and, like, you know, other people. And I would go in and out and sometimes see that the, one of my – a girl, like, was there every time I was there. It was like she lived there, too. Oh, and, like, wow. so – and that was my environment as a teenager. So like I wasn't at high school. Like I would go to high school sometimes, yeah. but then I did a lot of like schooling from hospital. So that was like my environment, yeah. which it was helping me. Of course, I had nurses and doctors and people looking out for me. But until I really like I saw this one psychologist and really took charge. Yeah. You know what am I doing? Like I and I feel like dance saved me at that time. Like it might have been the thing to put me in there because of my obsessiveness and things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just want to dance again. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to when I was too skinny. I didn't have the energy. And then then I got healthy to be able to dance again. It took me a while because I was, yeah. I was al- already like a small build that like it wasn't so easy for me to put on weight. So that journey took me yeah. a couple of years. You know, at 16 did I finally 
get back to somewhat normalcy and then felt like a normal teenager mm. and everything. That was like my last two years of high school. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you were <laughs> able to get like past that point mm -hmm. and enjoy yeah. your the rest of your like teenage years and right. I mean that junior senior year is always so exciting anyway. So yeah. But I, I just mean, wanna yeah. say you're so brave for sharing your story. Thank you so yes, much. Yeah. Because I know I'm sure that was very hard. And yeah. that's not easy to talk about. We yeah. appreciate you yeah. sharing that story. Yeah. If anybody here is listening, they can maybe relate and that it's okay to talk about it, to ask for help. And I'm grateful that you were able to share your story. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I appreciate the, the safe space and you know, I feel like yeah, if I can impact even if it's one person of like yeah. what I went through and, and it is a big driver of like why I do what I do and right. I'm passionate about what I do and, and that is my purpose to share that whether it's, you know, dance because I used to be a dance yeah. teacher and teach dance or now like heavily in fitness and health and I just, I'm just rooted in that and, and yeah, like obviously I know those dark times and yeah. I, there's the other side of it which yeah. is, you know. And I love it like because I, I appreciate also all your fun food recipes and pictures and yeah. you enjoy cooking and all mm -hmm. those things so yeah. I mean it comes from a really like, golden place where yeah. where we didn't want to eat before right. and now you're like, like I'm flourishing with yeah. like food is love like, I, I love I, that's it. what I like exactly. that's my whole thing about food food's always love to me so yeah. I like that's when yeah. you know seeing someone that like right. gets into it now I, I like enjoy that. it I'm not scared of yeah. it and I I know food is medicine like yeah. even my whole like I've grown up very healthy my whole life yeah. like Always meat and veg at dinner, and yeah. it was a very Australian right. way. And like, we that is so Australian. I know at home too. <laughs> great produce and great fruit and everything. Um, but then my dad was really sick about 16 years ago, and then changed his diet. And that yeah. was, then we really got educated of more like preservatives and numbers in food, and like yeah. so the nutrients. Yeah. And, like and the, I feel like the now magic people, it has. Yeah. right. And now people are really aware of that. It's COVID, like people are just really prioritizing health, but obviously not grateful that that happened to my dad and he got diagnosed 16 mm -hmm. years ago. But at that time, like the whole family, like then we really, like I really wanted wanted Together. to get educated. Like I that was during anorexia too. Yeah. I wanted to get educated, you know, coming out of it, like what's like how to be healthy and. You yeah. know, rather than just be controlled by food, just enjoy it and just know that it's it is medicine and it can heal yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and then you can also yeah be creative with it. And, yeah, I'm and a huge advocate on that. Yeah, yeah. It's helped me in so many ways too. Mm -hmm. Just like beets and like I'm into like the detoxing and the bio like mm -hmm. it can keep you young and like your life so long like yeah. the power of like just food and their nutrients is yeah. so amazing exactly I and mean, yeah. I love that everyone now I think in our generation it's all about their wellness you know? yeah. and I think if you look back when we were younger like in our 20s I don't think our generation is eating as well as they are now than before because we yeah. didn't even really have that option back then either. Yeah, it wasn't really as popular. You don't it have wasn't a topic. It wasn't yeah, a topic. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't trending. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just so happy that it's becoming more more options for us. Yes. Right. Yeah, because right. health is wealth, and yeah. it's amazing. I mean, because when you don't have your health, then like it yeah. doesn't matter if you have money, fame, whatever. Like right. you know, it's. That then everything stops. And yeah. It's just like, okay, let, how do I get better? Yeah, no, and it shows with all your, like Diane said, yeah. your recipes. Congrats. Yeah. And then you are one of the founding trainers for Rumble, which is amazing. And how did that come about? So that was like another, like, stars, like, well, just like, you know, I guess yeah. right place, right time, things aligning. 
I knew I wanted to leave the Clippers and like the second season, like, you know, this is done. And then I was like, maybe I'll just go back to Australia right, unless right. something in the fitness world pops yeah. up, uh, you know, because um, I did have my own business in Australia prior to Clippers and that mm-hmm. was fitness. So like, I, I just want to ask, like, how did you segue into yeah, the fitness? Into fitness. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been an athletic For child sure, yeah. and I did, you know, um, everything. So choosing dance, I still had my love for fitness and would still swim or mm-hmm. uh, play touch football or whatever right. in the backyard. <laughs> Always doing something. But then after dance in Australia, I was in my early 20s and I kind of did everything and achieved everything as I quit as a dancer in Australia, mm-hmm. unless I say moved to America. But at that age, I was just like, didn't want yeah. to. I just, that didn't present itself. And I, I went back to school and studied fitness and got certified as a trainer and then started my own business and was really successful with that and but then coming back or coming to America doing the Clippers like then I was like full circle then I went back to professional dancing Mm -hmm. and and then fitness was always my hobby I would like go box when I was doing um, Clippers and then it flipped again then Mm -hmm. I went back to fitness and and then dance was my hobby it's always always been the two but like one has always taken the full time depending on I don't know the season of life, right, right, like right, my age right. Where I am, so like you know, doing, <laughs> yeah. um, getting to the point in Australia and feeling like I'd you know done everything, and and I had that feeling here, and then and I got this. Oh no, it was a friend of mine told me about this rumble boxing opening mm-hmm. up in LA. It's in New York, you should like you know try it. Like yeah, and I I forget how I like got in contact, but I got in contact with one of the you know, managers there, and they were scouting people, and we started the conversation, and next minute I'm in New York, I'm auditioning, and then I moved out to New York with, like, yeah. seven other trainers, wow. and we built this brand to the West Coast, like, we learned everything on the East Coast, and then came to yeah. the West Coast, and... That's awesome. Yeah. I love when you're part of, like, a core founding, like, Yeah, team. it was, like, the that's beginning. Amazing. Yeah. You were, so like, cool. the first, and that's incredible. It's mm-hmm. almost all these synchronicities for you yeah. you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it's all in the realm of your scope of fitness and yeah. nutrition and all that stuff so that's incredible and so how is that experience and boxing that's rumble so mm-hmm. you're able to incorporate something that's such an, an old-fashioned way of fitness and make it part of the masses so they can be a part of a bigger picture when mm-hmm. it comes to rumble right? how was that experience yes with rumble I mean I came in obviously as an NBA dancer and yeah um, I had all my fitness like achievements were kind of in Australia and people I didn't I didn't have a really a name for myself in the mm. industry here so I kind of had to like prove myself and learn more boxing and I really like really enjoyed boxing like I I it's think so boxing is yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, but also I guess a little bit the same way yeah. you get in a flow state because right. it's so mental and physical yeah. so that focus and like learning mm-hmm. new movement patterns and all that so I kind of found it had that like same feeling as as dance almost for me, right. like being in that state and um, like a choreo, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I really picked it up. Like I think dancers pick up boxing really quickly, um, and I just yeah fell in love with it. And and you know having a platform like Rumble, being able to share what I was passionate about and how I like to work out, because um, I think it's one of the best workouts you can do. Like it's yeah. Just, yeah. It, as a female, it makes you feel so strong and confident and. You know, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Like, and doesn't tear you down. Yeah. No. You can get all that stress out. Exactly. 
<laughs> and I always tell you, I'm like, you do it so beautifully. You do it like as, an, as it was like an art and a dance. And every time I always see your videos, I'm like, babe, keep doing it. It looks beautiful. You know, the way you do it, the way you move, it's art. And I think it's because of the, the, the dancer, the ballerina yeah. in you, right? all of that all together with just this empowerment of, because, you know, boxing is more of a masculine type of sport but you do it in a way where it's badass you yeah. know and I love it it's 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 awesome it's beautiful to, for me to see and I'm sure everyone else whenever they're seeing you know whenever they take your classes whenever you're posting your videos it's it's amazing so yeah, I appreciate that. yeah. I think you can be both you know mm-hmm. masculine and feminine exactly and strong and mm-hmm. but then also like graceful like it's just like you can you it's can be both you don't need to be boxed in exactly so. what do you recommend more of a healthy lifestyle or you know people are are looking into boxing mm-hmm. or if they're looking into dancing what kind of advice would you want to give them in terms of if they want to go into clippers or if they want to go into any kind of professional dancing i'm sure yeah definitely i think it, it just starts with discipline and yeah. to be disciplined you need you kind of need to have a passion or find the fun in it or something because if it's just mm-hmm. going to be if you know if you're doing a workout and you're like, it's not fun or I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't think you'll stick at it. Um, so I think, and it's very different for everyone. Like people like, I love high intensity. Some people like, that doesn't work for me. I want to do yeah. low intensity. I just, you know, high intensity, right, right. Um, you know, makes me feel like more right. anxious. Or, so I think just like finding what you vibe with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's so many, I mean, it's a saturated market out there. There's so many options Yeah. with fitness. And I'd say just as dancing, like, there was so many different ways. Like, I was accepted into a ballet contemporary company mm-hmm. as a kid and thought that was my trajectory. But then I deferred and learned hip-hop. And then once I learned hip-hop, yeah. I was like, I love commercial. And, and it just kind of, like, it, it can change. Like, you, do, you don't yeah. have to just Stick be, to one. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to stick to one. And... Um, you can try new things. Like I've even learned Brazilian samba, and I've danced samba. Oh my god, I remember. <laughs> so like, I love those things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just yeah. have a go at everything. Yeah. Yeah. And even as a dancer, like yeah, you might be amazing at right. ballet, but yeah. Like, yeah. try something else. I learned hip hop, and I was like, that's yeah. it. This is yeah. Yeah. more fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. No, I mean Dan, you dra- you dance beautifully too. You know what oh, I mean? I think that you. you I, I'm sure this whole conversation, you're like, yeah, you know. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm yeah, like, I hear everything. I see everything yeah, that she's saying. Exactly, like, and I know that. The same way I was, like, mm-hmm. growing up, too. And, like, I think, like, what it is, like, how do you, for yourself, like, because you, you stick to so much and you gravitate, like, to all that. How do you break your own mold within trying to not be caught up with everything that you're doing? You have your hands, like, in every little thing. So how do you break your own mold and trying to not be so stuck with one thing yeah I think I I mean I'm just so blessed with my family and my upbringing like Mm -hmm. I feel like and I I know that like compared to most that I yeah I had the most beautiful upbringing and family and I still do and have that support and love and I just I stay grounded because I have them and like yeah I just that they mean the most to me and and yeah. and my relationships and meaningful relationships around me yeah. and I just by giving myself the love that I say didn't give to myself when I was twelve mm-hmm. days old like self love is the biggest thing and then obviously that helps you know the love come in and like you know really prioritizing those yeah. around you that love you and just that combination like helps me stay grounded and show like these achievements and accolades of clippers and yeah I was in newspapers and tv shows back home because I achieved that or like women's health named me like 
most influential fitness trainer of the oh, world. Yeah. Oh, all this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and, those, and like, sure, that makes like yeah. my family proud. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm more proud of like my own growth and staying grounded through it all. Like, yeah. I think if that's yeah. important, right? I think you would need like, good people. I think yeah. right. if you're not around good people if you're in this industry. Period. Yes or in anything in life. If you're not around good people, you'll be doing things for the wrong reasons. But for anybody that's yeah. in this space, in, yeah, in any right. kind of space, I think yeah. that it's really good to have good people around you so that they can sure. be real with you when they need to yeah. be or be there for you when you really need to be. Because it's not easy right. to find, especially right now when people are still mm -hmm. trying to figure themselves out. And I don't, I don't think people are trying to be that way or maybe they are, I don't know. Check your ego. Like, exactly. Bring you back down to earth. <laughs> like, it's so important. Right, right. Um, and I'm so, you know, I, I, I nourishing like most of my best friends like in Australia still, but like I've also met like, you yeah. know, some really amazing friends like that are family. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but it's like very few in, in America. It's yeah. like I keep them close. Like, right. I, and and I, you can get caught up in, especially in LA. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can affect you. And yeah. like, trust me, I've, I've all been there, but I feel yeah. like coming back down to like my roots and then slowing it down be like, hang on, what's important? Like who's important? Like. When do I feel good? When do I not? Right. Yeah. Right. And then what's next? Yeah. For what's you? next for you? What's next? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. I mean, I feel like I just want to make more of a difference and impact more people. And you know, I feel like it's always going to be in the health and fitness space. Right. And um, now, as I mature and you know, I'm more mindful and intentional about what I do, I just feel myself expanding. So I feel like just keep watching because there'll be more more of that and just more growth and I feel like I just wanted to take you guys with me to the journey and see what happens. Well, we're excited. <laughs> we love your recipes. We love the content that you're putting out there. We can't wait to see more. So where can we find you? You can find me at Courtney Watts on Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, this was Carter. such a lovely conversation thank and you. I hope you guys enjoyed our little girl chat. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.